WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The conference championship is out of reach, but the playoff hopes are on the line for both of our teams tonight. It's the USA Patriots on the road taking on the Cassidy Redhawks. Good evening from the coziest booth in the Greer Thumb Conference, Cassidy, Michigan. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be here, and uh, we always love our time here in Cass City, and as always, they're off to a great start. The field looks incredible, and I'm ready for a big game tonight. With the new playoff format in full force this year, the old six wins in your in concept is no longer giving both teams a potential route into the playoffs. The USA Patriots and Cassidy Redhawks have identical records at 2-4 and four with just three weeks remaining before the road to Ford Field begins. So now, more than ever, every game and maybe even every down counts. No doubt about it. And I think a lot of us would say that both of these teams might be playoff worthy. They've had tough schedules early. It lightens up a little bit, but it puts a lot of pressure on this game. The winner has an excellent chance of still making the playoffs. The red, white, and blue of the USA Patriots may just have be, be, be the best 2-4 and four team in the entire state of Michigan. They led against Van X, they led against Reese, yet they find themselves two games below 500. USA was shut out a week ago against Lakers, with the Patriot offense stalled in the red zone more than once. If USA wants to be a playoff team, a win is essential tonight. A string of bad luck, perhaps, but not converting in the red zone will cost you every single time, and it's been the Achilles heel of this team so far this year. On the other hand, the Cassidy Redhawks are coming off of perhaps their biggest win of the season, taking out the Harbor Beach Pirates in Harbor Beach. With that victory, it propels the Red Hawks back into the playoff picture, and they hope to make it two wins in a row tonight for the first time this year. Oh, and what a big win that was for Cass City. Puts them right back in contention for the playoffs. And on homecoming night, they are looking for that second straight win. Before we kick off week number seven, we'll host our media roundtable, look into our other area games, and break down the game of the week, USA at Cass City, right here on the WLW Sports Network. Today's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services. Dia Services of Cassidy for all of your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator in Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. The Here and Hale Tribune, home of the Prep Zone. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Huron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Hills and Dales General Hospital of Cassidy. USA Schools, Think USA. Thumb Bank and Trust. Ensure health. Better health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. 
When you look at tonight's two teams, there are more similarities than differences. Both have two wins and both have four losses. Both have a divisional record of one and three. Neither team have won consecutive games this season. Both teams run the same offense. Both would prefer to run the ball through the middle of a Category 4 hurricane than even think about passing on the ball on a regular basis. And both teams are better than their overall record show. You're listening to W at LW Sports Network. My name is Clark Ramsey. I'm your host for tonight's game and for the last 11 years, whether that's for better or for worse. But to the right of me, for the last 10 years, has been the same true professional by the name of Dave Hanson. For better or worse, for sure. Uh, but I, well said there at the beginning. I, I agree. These teams are eerie similar, and we'll see which one can win those battles, finish those drives, commit less penalties, the little things that's going to make the difference in this game. Like a rite of passage in the football broadcast season, we find ourselves in the coziest booth in all of the Greater Thumb Conference here in Cass City. There's just something about this place that puts a smile on your face as the emotions of the Friday Night Lights overtakes you. The field is in outstanding shape per usual. The hospitality is great. We've got more water than we can shake a stick at. And the weather, well, we'll see right now as it stands. It appears the almighty powers above us are is a football fan. We'll see how that holds up throughout the night, though. Yeah, let's hope it stays that way. More water in here for us than uh, out on the field. So, so far, so good uh, for the start of this game. Our director of sports information would be Doug Cole. For just shy of a decade, Doug has traveled all the way from Livonia, Michigan to handle all of our real-time offensive and defensive stats for us. Doug Cole, last week we had you stuck on M53 for far too long. It's still a straight shot north this week, but at least there's a change of scenery for you on M24. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, fortunately, I uh, got stuck in some rain, uh, had to hydroplane through a few puddles, but made it here safe. I'm glad, we're glad you did, because that means hopefully you had dinner at a nice place somewhere. I did. I went to uh, Gilligan's, uh, right in downtown, right Excellent in the intersection choice. of M81 and uh, Seeger. So uh, it was really good. I got some fish and chips, and uh, it was delicious. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Oh, for sure. Oh, it's good. Yep. So dining with Doug can continue for another week as Doug Cole travels the countryside, finds the local watering holes and local establishments, and gives his Doug Cole seal of approval when deemed necessary. All right, if Doug Cole is one half of the recipe for a successful broadcast, the other half would undoubtedly be our Director of Visual Data, Dan Binky. As our spotter, Dan is responsible and our source for a never-ending stream of information in our ears of who is the ball carrier, any game trends, formations, tacklers, and much more just so that we can give you the best possible broadcast at home. No doubt about it, and we know Dan's uh, en route right now, and uh, he'll be here in plenty of time for the game as always, but uh, he's crucial, and, and tonight it's even more important to have them because those wing T teams, if they do their job correctly, they confuse even us too, but they won't confuse Dan, and that's big for us. Yes, that's, that's the key there. Dan somehow can sift through all that and get right to the point. Maybe we need him in Washington. Just three weeks remain in the regular season. We have three great matchups in store for you. Tonight, it's the USA Patriots on the road against the Kansas City Redhawks with the winner one step closer to a playoff berth in Division 8. It's all on Sports Radio 102.1 FM in WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll have our Meteor on Table presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky with your call tonight from the coziest booth in the Greer Thumb Conference here in Cassidy, Michigan. It is homecoming night for the Cassidy Red Hawks. We can see the parade coming down the side streets of Cassidy right now. It's a beautiful night for football, a beautiful scenery, and it is a dry night so far. It's now time for the Meteor Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet at the north end of Ubley. Find new roads. Join me tonight via text message from the Heron County View, the Wisconsin Badgers of the Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. Our in-game analyst for WLW Sports, Dave Hanson. The top spotter east of I-75, Dan Banky via text message. He's on his way here right now. And our back-to-back Meteor Roundtable champion, director of sports information, Doug Cole. Through the end of the season, we will keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a Meteor Roundtable winner. Last week, Dave Hansen surged ahead, made it three wins in a row, and as a result, has taken the first place spot all by himself at the moment. So now it is Dave Hansen three, Paul P. Adams with two wins, Doug Cole with one, and Dan Banky still looking for his first victory of the season. Well, congrats, Dave. Three uh, wins in a row. Um, you're on a roll. Thank you. That does not happen very often. We've been doing this many years, and you don't see uh, three wins in a row very often. So I, I am grateful, but uh, there's still going to be no mercy for the rest of you. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll find out soon enough as uh, by the end of the night, we'll know who is leading in the meet round table. More importantly, who's still in the line for the playoffs. That may be, may be priority one. We'll see. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game in the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave Hansen won last week again, he will be the same order as our previous two broadcasts. So tonight's order is Dan Banky leading off, then it's Paul P. Adams, Doug Cole, and then last week's winner, Dave Hansen. Like we said, Dan Banky's on his way here right now. Maybe he's stuck in another parade. He was stuck in, was it Carsonville's? I was, I was stuck in Carsonville's a few years ago. Okay. I think he was uh, Deckerville. Deckerville. Yeah, Deckerville. Dan, was, yep. Dan was in Deckerville's uh, homecoming parade. It's coming down the street here as well. And Dan Banky texted me. He said, Dan Banky thinks we're in for a defensive game. With Kansas City coming off of an emotional win against Harbor Beach, there could be a little letdown this week. And with USA playing some good defense, but can't get the offense going in the past few weeks. So according to Dan Banky, he thinks USA will have just enough to come up with a win in week number seven. Dan Banky is taking USA on the road 16-6 over Cass City. So USA by 10 points, 16-6. Paul P. Adams had a busy afternoon for him, so he just sent in a, tab, a final score, and he's having a uh, does not have a good feeling either way of what way which way to go. So Paul P. Adams, via Messenger, says he's taking Cassidy by 7 points. Cassidy, 22, USA, 15. So 1 for USA, Dan Banky taking the Patriots by 10. Paul P. Adams taking Cassidy by 7 points as we're graced with ACDC underneath the meter round table now. Now that leaves Doug Cole. Well, I love this playlist. ACDC had Inner Sandman earlier. So I I got Cassidy win this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game with both teams running the ball, chewing up a lot of clock. So I got Cass City, it's homecoming, uh, a lot of emotion. So I got them winning, Cass City winning 20-8. The Red Hawks by 12 points, 20-8 for the Cass City home team tonight on homecoming. That leaves Dave Hanson, the tee is yours. Absolutely, and I agree with everything that was said, and I'm going to work off that a little bit. Um, USA has been a very good football team. It doesn't show on their record, 
But this team has moved the football on a lot of people. Their defense is, is very, very good. They haven't been able to finish those drives. They in the red zone especially has cost them at least two different victories. You look at Cass City, they come out and they, they look terrible. Let's be straight up. They had first couple weeks, we didn't know what kind of Cass City team was happening, but they got a huge win last week, and now everybody all of a sudden is back on the Kansas uh, the Cass City bandwagon. And here's why. There's a ton of sophomores, and after an 0-3 start, these guys could have quit. They could have folded. They could have thrown in the towel. We'll try again next year. They haven't. They went into Harbor Beach, heavy underdogs, win that game outright, led most of the game. This team is showing some poise. They are learning. They are playing at a lot better pace. And I think they're going to do it again tonight. I worry about a hangover, but I think this team has figured it out, and they're going to figure it out again tonight. It's going to be low scoring, a one-score game the entire night. I got Cass City 24 to USA's 18. So a six-point victory for the Cass City home team tonight. On homecoming in favor of the Red Hawks, Dave Hansen is saying a victory for Cass City, their third of this year, by six points. So the experts have spoken. We have one for USA, three for Cass City. Dan Banky, the lone... Patriot victory, he's according to him tonight, he's taking USA by 10 points, 16 to 6. On the low head, Dave Hansen taking Cassidy 24 to 18 by 6 points. Stuck in the middle with you, per usual, Paul B. Adams at Cassidy 22 to 15, a 7 point victory for the Red Hawks, according to Paul B. Adams. And Doug Cole taking the over, Cassidy 20, USA 8, the Red Hawks by 12 points. Good luck, gentlemen. And now let's take a look at other area games going on across the entire region of the Thumb of Michigan. We'll start out in eight player football in the North Central Thumb League Stars Division. This is the larger schools in the NCTL. In the Deckerville Eagles at 6-0. They're, they're on the road taking on the Mayville Wildcats who are 2-4. Deckerville last week's 24 points they scored was the lowest all season. Mayville has won two in a row after starting out the season 0-4. I will take the Deckerville Eagles against anybody not named Morris or in the playoffs. So we're in the regular season. I'll take Deckerville to win that game. That's a good call there. Speaking of Morris, they're hosting Genesee, the Wolves, who is 4-1. Morris at 6-0 on the season. Here's the crazy part. Morris has allowed four total touchdowns this season, and they have not scored less than 58 points in any game. Last week was a 65-0 score for the Morris Orioles, and I think it'll be more of the same tonight. I do. Genesee's had a, had a nice season. They're 4-1. They're, they're definitely going to be playoff bound and all that, but they're going into Morris. That is a tough place to play, and Morris is rolling on all cylinders. Morris still wins again. And speaking of not firing on all cylinders, New Haven Merritt at 1-5 at Flint against the International Phoenix. The Flint International at 0-6. New Haven Merritt just 1-5. Flint International lost 12-0 last week to Genesee. And Flint International has only scored six touchdowns in six weeks, and they've been out shut out two times. Oh, this is bad, bad on top of bad. I'll give New Haven Merritt the edge, but I don't feel good about that game. In the NCTL crossover game between the Stars and Stripes, it's Kingston at 3-3. Three three, the Cardinals traveling to Peck, who is 5-1 on the season. The Pirates lost last week for the first time against Sacred Heart, 44-36. Kingston nearly upset Deckerville last week for their homecoming on Saturday night, but they lost 24-20 to Deckerville. Could be an interesting game, but uh, I'm going to give the, the favor to the home team. Give me the, give me the Pirates at home. CPS in the NCTL Stripes Division is on the road, taking on the best team in the NCTL Stripes, the North Huron Warriors, led by Mr. Knobloch himself and Kindy. And North Huron is 6-0, CPS at 2-4. North Huron has never started out the season 
They're trying to make that tonight. CPS, they beat Ashley last week, 48-28. to well, I think North Huron does it. I think they get to 7-0 and for the first time in school history. Mark it down. North Huron wins. Moving along, Ashley, who is 1-5 on the season. They are the Bears taking on the Cougars. Bay City All Saints at 4-2 in Bay City. Bay City All Saints has won three of their last four games. They beat Ashley last year, 22-8. And Ashley has not won since week number one when they beat Caseville. Yeah, and that's not saying a lot. Bay City will win that game at home. Sacred Heart, the Irish, traveling to Fairgrove to take on Akron Fairgrove, the Vikings. Sacred Heart has a three-game win streak since losing to Deckerville North here in the start of the season. Akron Fairgrove lost four in a row, but they beat Ashley in week two. Uh, that Sacred Heart team is a pretty good team. We got to see them in person in Deckerville, and they, they're very talented. Uh, Sacred Heart will win that game easy. And a non-conference game, Caseville is hosting Manistee Catholic. Caseville at 0-6. This game's taking place tomorrow night, Saturday at 7 p.m., according to MHSA. Manistee Catholic also 0-6. Caseville has a 24-game losing streak going on right now. Manistee Catholic Central lost to Bear Lake 20-14. Then Bear Lake, okay, the kids are on the field now. Bear Lake beat Ashley 66-28, and then Ashley beat Caseville 52-6. A little roundabout, roundabout math there. 0-6 versus 0-6. Uh, I know nothing about Manistee Catholic, but I'll take my chances with them against Caseville. In 11-player football in the Greertham Conference, we'll start out in the East Division. More than likely dry tonight. If we move this game about 20 miles to the east, chances are it would be a dry game. We'll see, though, as the night progresses. The Harbor Reach Pirates, who lost to Cass City last week for Harbor Reach's homecoming, enters tonight with a 3-3 three and three record. They travel south of 69 all the way down to Memphis, who's 2-4 two two and four on the year. Harbor Reach lost to Cass City last week 20-13, 3-3 three and three for the second straight year. Memphis has scored three touchdowns against Harbor Reach since 2014. And their two wins this season is the most since 2013. This is a perfect scheduled, perfectly scheduled game for Harbor Beach. They need they need a little confidence booster, and I wouldn't want to be Memphis this week after that loss to Cass City. I'll take Harbor Beach in that one. And I don't think you want to be KPAC either this week as they host at 1-5. The Ugly Bearcats at 6-0. My, my source tell me that KPAC's already forfeited. Oh, no game. kidding. Yes. All right. Well, Ugly has allowed just one touchdown in the last two weeks, maybe even three weeks now. And they're 6-0 for the first time since 2016. That's the year, of course, they made to the semifinals, lost to Paloma, Westphalia. KPAC lost to Brown City last week, and their most points in the year when they scored uh, 28 to Brown City's 50. Moving along, Sandusky at 1-5, Brown City at 1-5 in Brown City, the home of the modern-day RV, Brown City, Michigan. Sandusky, their lone win this season was against KPAC, 52-0 in week number three. They've scored three touchdowns in three weeks against Bad Axe, Harbor Beach, and Ubley. Brown City, their first win last week against KPAC, 50-28. to Yeah, a positive note for Brown City. They're putting up 50, but uh, I like Sandusky in this game. I, I just think that there's uh, they're, they're well coached. They have some pieces. Martin Tovar and company, I, I saw signs of them getting it, figuring it out, and I think that coaching staff will find a way to get win number two. In the GTC crossover game, the Caro Tigers at 1-5 travel to Marlette to take on the Red Raiders, who are 4-2. Carroll blanked by Badax 48-0 last week and they have scored just two touchdowns since the first week. Marlette at 4-2, their most wins since 2015, beat Memphis last week 63-20. And this one, uh, Marlette, I'd say in, in preview, uh, probably three or four touchdowns. Mar Marlette's going to win big. You're absolutely right, Clark. Uh, Carroll's just 
not very good this year. And, and Marlette at four and two, they're, they're playoff bound in my opinion. So they'll get win number five tonight. In the Greartham Conference West Division, the Reese Rockets, who are coming off that loss to the Bad Axe Hatchets at 5-1 to travel to take on the 5-1 Elgin Pigeon Bayport Lakers in the heart of Laker country. Reese scored one touchdown last week against Bad Axe. Prior to that, they had not scored less than 35 points in a game. Lakers has not lost since Ubley in week number two. Since that point, 4-0 allowing a total of just three touchdowns on defense. Yeah, they beat one of the teams we're watching on the field tonight, 14 to nothing. Very intriguing. This game is one I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. Lakers has a chance. I just think we saw such a bad Reese team last week. Reese has found ways to escape with wins before. I don't know if Lakers can handle the passing attack. I'm going to give Reese a slight advantage in that game, but I do not feel good about it. Bad Axe at 6-0 travels to Vassar, who is 2-4. Bad Axe has allowed just four touchdowns since week number one against Harbor Beach, 180-27 since. Vassar looking to tie their record from 2016 with three victories. Last week, Bad Axe in 2017. Hatches are going to move to 7-0, Clark. They are having a heck of a year, and, and Vassar will be no problem for them tonight. And, of course, the final game, the Greartham West, is the game of the week on the WLW Sports Network, USA at Cass City. And the experts have already spoken in that one. We have Dan Bakey taking the USA Patriots by 10 points, 16 to 6. Everyone else taking Cass City. Dave Hansen taking Cass City, 24 to 18 by 6 points. Paul P. Adams taking Cass City by 7 points, 22 to 15. And Doug Cole taking Cass City, 20 to 8 by 12 points. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the USA Patriots on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Listening to the WLW Sports Network and listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com and now also listen to all of our broadcasts in replay form, in podcast form. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. As well as just go to WLWSports.com and click on the replays tab and you'll find every single broadcast from the past few years right there. There are just three programs in the history of the Greartham Conference that have won a state championship. Lakers, Harbor Beach, and of course, the USA Patriots. However, of those three schools, there's just one school that has reached the summit twice, and that would be the Consolidated Schools of Unionville and Seawing, achieving that in 1998 and then again in 2004. As one of the most storied programs since the turn of the century, the Patriots bring with them a set of principles that can only be earned through a culture of excellence. And no one understands these concepts better and more than the current head coach of the USA Patriots as well as the school's district's newly minted superintendent, Josh Hahn. That's right. Coach Hahn has been the coach for five years. He just has a 22-21 and 21 record, but he's been over 500 in three of the last four seasons. And don't forget, he was the quarterback of that 1998 state championship team. And that brings a ton to the table, experience, the understanding of what work needs to be done and what 
this team needs to accomplish if they'd like to make a deep playoff run and repeat those histories. After last season, the Patriots saw one of their most prolific athletes in recent days graduate. Connor Gettle was one of the premier running backs in the area who had to take over at the quarterback position after Ethan Engelhart went out with an ACL injury that ended his season in just the third week of the 2020 season. Replacing those shoes is sometimes not possible, but you do your best to fill them. And Josh Hahn seems to have done that in freshman Landon Russell. And the key is freshman Landon Russell. He's already done a really nice job. They've asked him to pass the ball 19 times. He's completed 10 of them for 142 yards and a touchdown. He's also the third leading rusher on the team with 194 yards, averaging four and a half yards to carry. So Landon Russell has asked to do a lot as a freshman, and he's been a reason this team has been in a ton of games and they're going to continue to lean on him as seasons progress and I see nothing but good development for him. With any wing T offense in the thumb of Michigan or anywhere for that matter a strong staple of running backs is key to the success of its football team. This year's backfield for USA has plenty of experience starting two seniors and a junior. As a team the Patriots are averaging 262 yards a game on the ground through the first six games of the season. And if Begins and ends with number 32, Braylon Ballard. He's their senior. He's their lead horse. He's number one. He's the guy that defenses are game planning against. Against Reese, he had 20 carries for 163 yards and a touchdown. One of his best games of the year against a very good football team. He's got 700 yards rushing and nine TDs on the season, averaging eight yards a carry. But it's the other guys that have to play a big role because defenses are going to be cheating his way, and that's... That next guy up is fellow senior Noah Crum. He's got just as many carries as Braylon Ballard, but just 400 yards in five TDs, averaging about five yards a carry. And then Carson Holland is that junior, that change of pace back. He's had 40 carries for 180 yards and a couple scores. But this team really goes when Braylon Ballard is getting some big runs. Although the Patriots prefer to keep the ball safely on the ground, they have aired it out a total of 19 times this season, completing 10 of them, including one for a touchdown. Landon Russell has some Bernie Sanders tendencies, only in the sense that he likes to spread the wealth with all of his receivers. No USA receiver has more than four receptions entering week number seven. And that's right. That leading receiver is Braden Kemp, a, a fellow freshman, tight end, four catches, 55 yards. But Dirk Ryerson's the one, a junior, that's had the big play. He's only had two catches, but they've gone for 68 yards and a score. Those rest of those catches has come, whether they're screen passes or dump-offs, the backfield shares the rest of them. So you can see they don't attack the ball downfield very much, even when they're asked to pass. A lot of it is sideways stuff, screens and things like that, safe plays that they can keep those drives going. Defensively, the USA Patriots have the fifth best in the conference, allowing 21 points a game. And we are 25 minutes away from kickoff in week number seven, USA at Cass City for the Red Hawk homecoming tonight. Keep it locked on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight from Cass City, Michigan, the coziest booth in all the Greer Thumb Conference. Since 1970, the Cass City Red Hawks have had nine coaches over the course of 52 years, none more successful than their current commander-in-chief. 
Very similar to the USA program, the Kansas City football program is built on the same principles that date back all the way to the days of Ori Lomansky and Roland Packadon. They love to run the ball, play tough-nosed defense, and as a result, win more times than not. But from the inaugural playoffs in 1975 through 2018, the Cassie Redhawks were unable to bring home any form of postseason hardware. Scott Cuthrell, at the helm now for 19 total years, has brought the Cass City Redhawks into the promised land, finally clearing that hurdle and establishing itself as a blue chip program. No doubt about it. Started way back in 2000 when. 2001, he coached there until 2008. Took a two-year hiatus, but then 2011, he comes back until now. So 19 total years leading this program to 108-80 and 80 record. He's the winningest coach in school history, the only coach with 100, over 100 wins, He's gotten a couple district titles, two regional titles, two state semifinals, all in the last two years. And, oh, by the way, 2018, 2019, and 2020, they won the Greater Thumb West. And Riley's done a nice job considering this wasn't what he was projected to do all offseason. Uh, Again, 5'11", 160-pound junior, plays defensive back. He's actually thrown the ball 31 times. He has been picked a couple times. He's got 13 completions for 250 yards and three TDs. He's also ran the ball 29 yards or 29 times for just 58 yards, but a touchdown. The passing game has struggled, but they have not feared away from him. They have let him make those attempts. The last two games haven't been pretty. He's just two for eight with two picks and no TDs. But don't be surprised if he throws it three, four, five, six times tonight because it's the right thing to do. You have to get those front seven. You have to at least make them think that that's going to be an option so that opens up the running game. Last week against Harbor Beach, Cass City attempted just one pass, which was intercepted while they carried the ball 61 times for 335 yards and three touchdowns. Through the first two th thirds of the regular season, they have rushed for a total of nearly 1,300 yards, averaging just over 200 yards per game on the ground. The Red Hawks have found four running backs with over 200 yards this season. Leading the way would be senior running back Jordan Mester, followed closely by Aiden Torres and Landon Schott. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned Aiden Torres. He's really kind of come on. He's yes, been he has. Jordan Mester is the household name, the senior, the guy that carried the ball last year on that really good team. Uh, he's missed some time this year. Aiden Torres has had to play more, and because of that, he's really handled the workload well. He's the leading ball carrier, 81 carries on the season. He's got 350 yards, four TDs. He's had 46 of those carries the last two games against Reese and Harbor Beach for three scores. But Landon Schott is kind of the future of this backfield. He's a sophomore, six foot, 185. The guy can really move. He's got 60 carries, 300 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he led the way against Harvard Beach last year with or last week with 15 carries, 112 yards, averaging about five yards a carry. That's what they want. They have three guys averaging between four and five yards a carry. You don't know who's going to get it next. They trust all three of them. The hot hand approach is the way they'll go. Unlike USA, where they're going to feed Braylon Ballard probably 60% of the time. This team could be 30%, 30%, 30% across the board, which diversifying that offense can make them very difficult to stop. The Red Hawks pass the ball just five times a game on average, completing two of them. Through the air, Riley, Riley Switerski's favorite target would be Lance Switerski with five receptions for 104 yards and a score, as well as Aiden Torres with two receptions, 69 yards and one touchdown. On the other side of the ball, Cass City's defense has been stepping up to plate in recent weeks. Yeah, they, Harbor Beach's running game hasn't been their forte, but they only allowed 54 rushing yards against Harbor Beach and just 21 rushing yards against Reese the week before that. Both teams only carried the ball 17 times. They're up front. They have done a really great job stopping the run. 
Tonight, a little different challenge. This, these teams excel in the running game. USA is going to want to run the ball, do whatever they can to keep it that way. Cassidy's defense is going to have to answer. In the games against Reese, Cassidy was in the game through, three, through the third quarter, but could not hang on when Reese went to the air in the fourth quarter, losing by two touchdowns. Tonight, Cassidy hosts USA, and it's all right here on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. We are 15 minutes away from kicking off week number seven. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Bank with your call tonight from the coziest booth in the Greater Thumb Conference in Cass City, Michigan. The rain has held off so far. It's a beautiful night for football. And as the crow flies, a mere 15 miles separate USA and Cassidy High Schools. If traveling via Sugar Beet Truck, it's a 25-minute journey spanning 20 miles south to Bay City Forestville Road, head east until Cemetery Road, turn right and head south until the bottom of the hill. Being just a few days after the State of Michigan October Count Day, the MHSA actually doesn't use that. They use the Spring Count Day to determine the school sizes and divisions from the previous school year. In regards to school size, based on those Spring 2021 numbers, tonight features the sixth and fourth small schools in the Greater Thumb Conference's 14 teams. Cassidy has 268 students enrolled in high school, while USA has 234. So by going by school size, it's Cassidy by 34 students. Tonight is the 30th time in history that the Cassidy Redhawks and USA Patriots have met on the gridiron. 27 times in the last 25 years, having met in the playoffs in 2016 and 17. Aside from playing every year since 1996, they also played two years. The first two years after Unionville and Seawing High Schools consolidated in 1972 and 1973 with each winning one game. USA has the upper hand in the overall series with 17 wins compared to Cassidy's 12. But the Red Hawks have won eight of the last ten matchups. This year, USA has the seventh most productive offense, scoring on average 23 points a game. Cassidy with the tenth most productive, posting 16 and a half points a game. So on offense, it's USA by six and a half points. On the defensive side of things, USA climbs the GTC rankings all the way up to the fifth best defense, allowing an average of 21.3 a game behind only Badax, Lakers, Ubley, and Reese. Pretty good company. Cassidy's defense has ranked the ninth best, giving up 29 points per game. So on defense, it goes in favor of the away team again, USA by 7.7 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game, and they're confident in the line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Urban Meyer Sports Wagering Department said after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at USA 5.5 points. Today is the 281st day of the year, meaning there are just 84 days until New Year's Eve. Dave Hanson, we got some great plans. Should we invite Andy Gray? Uh, he'll be there. Okay. There's no All question. Right. So, well, he's already ready. Check it so, out. So Andy Gray is joining our New Year's Eve party at Dan's. Ed Klump will be there as well. So we got quite the party going on so far. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're currently on your way to the game, heading home from work, at home making dinner, or perhaps whipping up a delicious dessert using a Martha Stewart recipe, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia questions. The topic, Martha Stewart. This might be a record here. It was on this day in 2004 that Martha Stewart began her prison sentence after receiving insider stock trading information 
having avoided a $45,000 loss by selling her shares in Inclone Systems, a pharmaceutical company, before the stock took a major hit. Dave, my question to you is, how long was Martha Stewart in prison for? Oh, boy. Uh, it, w- it wasn't all that long. I think it was six months? Five months. Very close, indeed. She served her term at Federal Prison Camp Alderson in West Virginia, an all-women minimum security facility, and is sometimes referred to as Camp Cupcake. Since it has no barbed wire fence on the exterior fence, inmates can roam freely, and the prison has a college campus feel, so much so that Martha Stewart even referred to it as Yale due to its pleasing similarities. Martha Stewart first became famous when she became, was a model in a Unilever commercial at the age of just 15 years old and went on to model for such companies in college such as Chanel. Like many 10-year-old girls, Martha Stewart was a babysitter, but not just for the typical customers or families. Dave Hansen, my second question to you is, what families did Martha Stewart babysit for? <laughs> this this wow. will this will just say really. I have no yeah, idea. I I, I really I don't even I can't even venture a guess. So just you better tell me this one. Martha Stewart, as a ten year old, babysat for the families of Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, and a lot of the players from the New York Yankees. Get out of here! No way. So much she began babysitting these high profile families that she was even responsible for planning the family birthday parties. Oh, so it started at a young age. Young huh? age. Martha Stewart began a catering business, and eventually that led to being asked to publish a cookbook, which led to becoming a national household name with her magazine and television program, Martha Stewart Living. But that was not her first career. My final question, Dave, is what profession did Martha Stewart work in before her catering business? Uh, see, now, I, I actually I got you here because uh, I, thought oh. you tried to sli- I thought you tried to slide this one by me without okay. me knowing. Okay. But uh, she, uh, she traded investments. She was a stockbroker. Yes, she was. I did know that. She took over her father-in-law's business, which ironically goes full circle to her conviction of insider stock trading to the early 2000s. There's a lot of training on what not to do, so she should have been able to work around that a little better, I would think. Speaking of inside blocking and tackling, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Well, let's start with the USA Patriots coming to town. That red zone offense has been the Achilles heel. We're going to talk about it all night and really be focused on it. It's getting to the point where it's laughable how they move down the field on anybody in this area and get inside the 10, and they completely collapse. They need to finish those drives and put points on the board. For Cassidy on the other side, these sophomores are going through a lot of growing pains, but they've been playing their best football to date starting last week, and they are the hottest team around right now. Up With a big upset in Harbor Beach last week, homecoming tonight. This team's on fire, but they need to stay physical. If they can continue to stay physical throughout the evening, all four quarters, I think this team can hang around and steal a victory. And third and final, no hangovers. They just had their biggest win of the year. These young kids, especially them sophomores, got that big win, that win that they will remember for a very long time. They cannot take it for granted. No hangovers. USA is a physical team, a disciplined team. They won't turn the ball over. They do the little things well. If you can do them as well as them, you can beat them at their own game, and that's what Cassidy's going to try to do tonight. Current conditions in Cassidy, Michigan are 67 degrees with mostly cloudy skies, partly sunny. We saw the sunshine for just a brief moment tonight. They're calling for a 41% chance of rain at the at the moment and even some chances of thunderstorms. Winds are out of the east-southeast at 4 miles per hour and gusting up to 6. Visibility is at 8 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping. Watch out at 29.98 inches. And the dew point is at 66 degrees. It feels like it's 67 degrees out. The humidity is at 95%. It's a sticky one out there. The sunset in two minutes here at 7 o'clock, and we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. 
Sunrise was at 7.38, sunset at 7 p.m., and so on October 8th, 2021, we have 11 hours and 22 minutes of daylight. We lost 20 minutes of daylight since our last broadcast. Cassidy won the toss, elected to defer, and now we listen in to the Cassidy Marching Band with our national anthem, The Star-Spangled Banner. Cassidy won the toss, elected to defer to the second half, so USA will be receiving the kick. Your officials tonight from Genesee County, Ed Rodden is your referee, your umpire Scott Meredith, headlinesman Chance Zitterkoff, line judge Steve Wickham, and your back judge is Scott Lovely. So for USA, the starting quarterback, a freshman, a 5'11", 190-pound freshman, a quarterback number five, Landon Russell also plays safety. In your backfield, three running backs in the T formation. Number 32, the senior, six foot, 200 pound bruiser, running back Braylon Ballard. Carson Holland, number 44, a junior, six foot, 190 pounds, as well as the fullback, number three, a 5'11, 190 pound senior, fullback Noah Crum. Your front line, your center would be number 54, a senior, Garrison Dyer. At left guard, number 56, Cashton Enos. Again, the start tonight. He's 5'10", 165 pounds as a sophomore. Left tackle, number 70, Cameron Schlund. 6'2", 200 pounds and a sophomore. A tight end on the left side, that would be number 11, Dirk Ryerson. 5'10", 185 pound junior. Right guard, number 77, a senior. Sam Cook, 5'10", 210 pounds, and he commands this offense and defense as linebacker. Right tackle, number 75, Dakota Miller, the other bruiser. Right tackle, 6'2", 230 pounds, senior. And your right tight end will be number 22, Braden Kemp, a 6'1", 190-pound freshman. A lot of young players on both sides of the ball here tonight, Dave. Like you said, all depends what teams show up and who's on that high, who's on the low, and who can, can sustain through some highs and those lows. All right, and these teams are eerie similar. They're going to run the wing tee. They're going to try to outpower each other. It's it's going to be as close to a rugby-style game as you're going to see. And some of the matchups that I absolutely love the best, you're going to see guys like Sam Cook on the line battling guys like Connor Herford. Those guys are going to battle on both sides of the ball all night long. They are some of the biggest, baddest offensive linemen we have in the county, and they're going to battle up tonight. Not normally do we hype up the offensive linemen or the defensive tackles, but these guys are going to beat each other up all night. It's going to be fun to watch. For the Cassidy starting lineup at center, number 51, Josh Steely, a 6'1", 215-pound junior. At left guard, number 70, Connor Herford, a 6'4", 235-pound senior. Left tackle, number 75, Tristan Gruber, 6'2", 215-pound sophomore. And your left tackle, 
would be number 44, Lucas Shearhart, 6'2", 195 pound sophomore. Right guard at number 66, Justin McAlpin, 6 foot 185 pound sophomore. Right tackle number 65, Ethan Campos, 6 foot 1, 225 pound junior. And your right tight end, number 10, Lance Swiderski, a senior. Your quarterback, number two, Riley Swiderski, 5'11", 160 pound junior in the backfield. Three running backs, your fullback, the leader, the senior, number three, Jordan Messer. Either side of him would be Aiden Torres, a 5'10", 150-pound senior, as well as the other running back, number 22, Landon Shot, a 6'185-pound sophomore. You got to love it. And these two quarterbacks, neither one has been extremely effective. The edge has gone to Landon Russell when it comes to the quarterbacks, but there's going to be a pass tonight that we are going to remember that's going to make a difference in this game. That Neither team will do it often, but when they do, as long it, we're going to remember. It's either going to be a pick or it's going to be a big play for a first down, a touchdown, something. But that's those are the little things we're going to be looking for to kind of break the ice on these run-heavy offenses. Deep back for the USA Patriots in their blue pants, white uniforms, white helmets with a P on only one side, the right side of their helmet, navy face mask. That would be number 32, Braylon Ballard, the senior, as well as number 5, Landon Russell, the starting freshman quarterback, as well as free safety for the Patriot defense. Kicking things off for the Cassidy Redhawks in their new white pants, maroon jerseys, white clear numbers that we can see from a mile away, gray helmets, white stripe down the middle, and white numbers on either side of the helmet with a black face mask. They've been listening to they us. They have been listening to us. John Mooney would be happy. Number 51, Josh Steely, your kicker. He's a junior for the Cassidy Redhawks. A Friday Night Lights environment for the ages here. It is Cass City hosting the USA Patriots in week number seven. 12 minutes are on the board. Kicking left to right across your radio, Josh Steely. The kick is into the air, and this one is coming to the near sideline and rolls down to the 13-yard line brought in by Braylon Ballard. He cuts back into the middle of the field, and Maroon Jersey swarms to them at the 24-yard line. Tackle made by number 33. 32, Tyler Kumper, the sophomore on special teams for Cassidy. First and 10 for USA at their own 24-yard line. Impressive kick by Steely. Picks him back way deep, and then the special teams coverage of Cassidy. Excellent job. So a long field to go. And in games like this where it's run-heavy, wing-T power offense, the field position battle is crucial. And that kickoff puts USA way back in their own starting territory to start their first drive of the night. USA coming out in the T formation. Three men backfield. Landon Russell, quarterback, under center. Straight tee behind him. 76-yard field in front of him. White jerseys handoff to Braylon Ballard. He has room to run. He has the first down across all the way out to the 35. And they're going to mark him down to the 36-yard line. Finally stopped by Aiden Torres. And Braylon Ballard sets the tone early with an 11-yard gain. He sure does, and it's that quick quick dive right between the guard and the tackle, and he doesn't miss it. Braylon Ballard is quick. When they get through that defensive line, there's nothing but defensive backs there trying to haul him down in a quick 11, 12 yards on their first carry. Brooks Little also in the lineup tonight. He's a sophomore, will be circulating into the backfield. We've played 30 seconds. Brooks Little also fullback. Working off the left hash, right at the 35-yard line, right to left across your radio, the USA Patriots on the road, trying to upset the Cassidy Redhawks on their homecoming. Bad snap, fumble, jumps on it, landing Russell right at the original line of scrimmage. Looks like Russell did jump on it in time. No gain on the play, no loss on the play. Either actually they're going to mark him back at the 34-yard line, so a loss of one, second down to the 11. 
So you're seeing in the backfield, if, if you're the defense looking into the backfield from left to right, you're going to see Carson Holland on the on the left end and Braylon Ballard on the right. And so far we're seeing Noah Crum in the middle and swapping out the play calls as he's swapping it out with Brooks Little in the middle. But uh, those are the little things that are going to hurt. Wing T offenses don't want second down and long, and that's what they're in right now is second down and a long 11. It's a pitch out to the right side to Braylon Ballard, tries to cut back up field. He does so, gets out for about three yards. Tackle made by Connor Herford. Defensive end, six foot four, 235-pound senior, and an absolute beast to get around there for the Cassidy defense. Third down and seven. And he moves well, too, as you saw him get off his block and get to the outside, outside that hash mark to make the tackle. He's able to run down Ballard before he can cut it up the field and makes a sure tackle. Third down and a long seven, maybe eight to go on their own side of the field for USA. 10-10 remaining in the first quarter. No score yet here in Cassidy, USA. Received the opening kick, and now they are at their own 37-yard line. Second, third down and seven. First down marker at the 45. Working off the right hash, right to left, cross your radio. Russell, keeper for himself, cuts around to the far sideline, has an edge, and he runs out of bounds, leaps over the bench onto the track. Seems to be okay. It's going to be very close. Going to be very close to the first down marker, pushed out of bounds by Tyler Kumper out of the secondary. They're going to say he ran out of bounds at the 43-yard line, so he's short by two yards, fourth down and two. And that was a pretty heads-up play by a freshman because there was some miscommunication there. That ball come loose, uh, looked like he was supposed to keep it, but didn't pull the ball quick enough. They showed the handoff to, to Braylon Ballard, pulled it back, and as he did that, it, it fumbled a little bit, and he was able to grab it contain his composure he kicked it to the outside and he's able to take what could have been a disaster and turned it into a five-yard gain so now it's a very interesting scenario in your own area on the road fourth down and three and coach Han, no fear he's lining up to go for it going for it on fourth and two and two and a half and a quarterback keeper landon russell's gonna be brought down just shy of that first down marker at the 44 and a half yard line brought down by number 51 josh Steele, the other defensive end 6'1 250 pound junior and cassidy takes over on a turnover run down stopping usa on a fourth and short in a game where you're dead even you're both two and four you both like to run the football and field position matters i think that's a scenario where i'd have punted the football away fourth down and one no question for it i'm going for it fourth down and three that's that's a lot to ask on the road against a hyped-up crowd. Now you give the ball to the home team in the wrong side of the field, and this cloud is a, crowd is electric now, so you've completely turned momentum in favor of the home team. Starting on the plus side of the field at the USA 44-yard line, left right across your radio are the maroon jerseys of Kansas City. Spleen the hash marks. Under center will be number two, Riley Swiderski, 5'11 junior. And it's a handoff to number 22, Landon Shot, and he gets out into the trenches and not much more beyond that out to about the 43-yard line. Tackle made by Dakota Miller, defensive end, 6'2", 230-pound senior for USA. Gain of two, nah, maybe a yard, second down and nine. And that's what Cassidy's going to try and do is they're going to try to punish him to the inside with all those different running backs, and then eventually they'll try to kick a big one to the outside, whether it be Swiderski keeping it himself. But either way, they're going to attack this defense early and often tonight. It's a handoff to number five, Aiden Torres, and he's out for the running. Has very close to that first down marker all the way down to the 34-yard line. Finally stopped by Noah Crum, and they're singling first down. Move the chains for Cassidy first time tonight. Uh, and you got to love the uh, the vision and the change of direction, and that's where Aiden Torres benefited big time from being the lead dog for a couple weeks uh, when the other running back was out. And what happens there is that's a run 
off left tackle. That's supposed to go to the left side of the field. He runs into an area where it's blocked off. He sees the gap to the right, gets all the way back to the right hash before he's tackled, but not until they get a first down. And off to Jordan Messer, has room to run. He's dragging his defender inside the 10, and finally all the way down at the six-yard line by Brooks Little out of the secondary. A huge run for the Cassidy Redhawks into the red zone, inside the 10. It's first and goal from the six-yard line. And that's a heck of a run, and they do exactly. USA's first play of the game was that quick dive right to the handoff to try to get between the two tackles quickly. They do it right there, and Jordan Mester doesn't miss it, dragging defenders. Number 20 goes for a free ride. Brooks Little about 10 yards later before he hauls him down, but not until it's first and goal for Cass City. 28-yard gain for Jordan Mester. Now first and goal from the six-yard line. It's a handoff to Jordan Mester again. He's inside the five and down to about the two-yard line. Stop made by Braylon Ballard, linebacker, and a senior for the USA Patriots. Second down goal to go from the two-yard line. That nice run there. They go right back to the same play, right back to Mester, and he pushes that pile ahead, gets three or four yards. Second down, two yards for pay dirt. 8.15 remains in the first quarter. USA turned over on downs on their first drive. Gave Cassidy the ball on the USA side of the field. And now Cassidy knocking on the door for the first time tonight. It's second down and goal from the two. Hand off to Aiden Torres. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Cassidy. The Red Hawks strike first with 7.58 left in the first quarter. It's Red Hawks 6, USA nothing in week number 7 of the MHSA regular season. That's a, a heck of a start for this home team. Worried about the hangover, the big win last week. Is this team growing up? Are they getting better? Or are they going to completely flop tonight after a big win? So far, a great start. Defense comes with a three and out. Forces a fourth down fail and then takes the short field and makes the USA Patriots pay with a touchdown run from Aiden Torres. Cassidy going for two here. Hand off to number three, Jordan Mester, and he's going to be stopped to the one-yard line. The two-point conversion is no good. Stop made by Noah Crum, defensive tackle. And it is 6-0. Cassidy leading the USA Patriots on the W. LW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. 6-0, Cassidy leading. It's 6-0, Cassidy leading. As Cassidy's kick, Josh Steely comes in at the exact same spot of the 15-yard line, brought in by Braylon Ballard, cuts to the near sideline. He's crossed the 35, across the 40, and forced out of bounds inside of the 45. Knocked out of bounds by the kicker himself, Josh Steely, the junior for Cassidy. Nice return there from Braylon Ballard out from the 15-yard line. They're going to mark him down at the 44-yard line. A 29-yard return. First and 10, USA trails 6-0 to the home team. Cass City with 7.52 left in the first quarter. On the opening kickoff, Ballard went back to the middle of the field, and he ran into a ton of Red Hawk special teamers. This time, he keeps it down the sideline, makes a guy miss, which is crucial, and he turns it into pretty good field position to start this, this second drive of the evening. USA splitting two wide to the right. I formation in the backfield. Landon Russell still under center working off that left hash. And it's a handoff to Noah Crum. He's out through trenches across midfield, kind of the far sideline. He has the first down. Down to the 40, to the 35. Breaks over that tackle. He's brought down at the 28-yard line. 
Brought down by Tyler Kumper. A big run from the 44-yard line across midfield and finally brought down at the Kansas City 29-yard line for Noah Crow. Didn't take Coach Han long to realize that uh, we couldn't push that pile ahead like I'd like. Let's spread them out a little bit and see how they tackle us. But they still attack the middle of that defense. They put two receivers out to the right. Pull a couple defenders over that way, and when Noah Crum gets through the middle, he cuts to the right, and there's a lot of green space for him and a big run on first down. Crum with 27 yards on that carry alone. Landon Russell and the Patriots inside Cassidy Terry for the first time tonight. It's a handoff to Braylon Ballard, bruising forward across out to the 25 and brought down to the 24-yard line. Stop made by Landon Shot, linebacker for Cassidy. Second down in five to go for a five-yard game. And for Cassidy, if they can maintain Braylon Ballard, I, I think that ups their chances of winning because he's not only their bruiser, he, he's a do-it-all back. He can catch it, he can run it, he can run you over, and he can certainly juke you right out of your shorts if you're not careful. He's really the true package of a running back so they can maintain him I think they have a chance in this game Landon Russell hands off to his third option Brooks Little number 20 is out too close to the 20 yard line still be short of that first down marker by a yard stop made by Tristan Gruber the defensive tackle sophomore who's moved up six foot two 215 pound sophomore third and very manageable third and one yard to go with the 20 yard line they need to get to the 19. yeah nice tackle there by the young sophomore he's able to keep him for just a short game force a third down and manageable now for USA. USA over one on third downs tonight. They have over one on fourth downs, which turned the ball over at the 44 of their own territory. Third down, a long yard, less than two though, for USA. Left side of your radio moving to the left. Landon Russell going for the hard count. Hands off to Noah Crummy. He has the first down and is dragging three defenders all the way across the 15 and tackled forward out to the 13-yard line. That is a gain of seven on the play. And tackle made by Aiden Torres, cornerback for Cass City. Move the chains, conversion on third down. And if you notice that USA is running whatever direction Connor Herford is not. Correct. And they've found a little success here. So it'll be interesting to see if Cass City moves Herford around or what changes they make to try to force USA to make their own changes. First and 10 from the 13-yard line. 5.45 left in the first quarter. It's Cass City 6, USA nothing. Wing T to the right. High formation in the backfield. Braylon Ballard actually slipped and he gets the handoff. He's out to the 10-yard line before he stopped after a four-yard gain. Tackle made by number 65, Ethan Campo. Defensive tackle for Cass City. A three-yard, maybe four-yard gain. Second down and seven. Yeah, and that's a big responsibility up the middle there for Campo. And you see uh, Tristan Gruber moved up. So a couple underclassmen holding down the middle of that defense. And last week, they were absolutely at their best. They're going to have to be that way tonight to stop and maintain this USA running game. Just over five minutes in here in the first quarter. One score so far between the two squads. Six-nothing Cassidy, but USA at the U at the Cassidy 10-yard line facing a second down and seven. Back to the tee, working off that left hash. And it's going to be quarterback keeper, Landon Russell, on the option. Cuts back up. He has positive yards very close to that end zone. There's a fumble on the play. And they say, is was he down before? But Landon Russell gets all the way down to the one-yard line. No word yet from the officials whether this is a fumble indeed or not. And they're going to say, touchback, fumble recovery by the Cassidy Redhawks at the one-yard line into the end zone. And so Cassidy will start out at their own 20-yard line, turning USA over and holding USA scoreless through the first seven minutes of this game. Yeah, this is this is going to get ugly here because USA, you can see the frustration already. This has been their Achilles heel all 
year long. They haven't been able to finish drives in the red zone. They call what's the triple option. They fake the handoff up the middle. He's got the pitch out to the right. He can keep it. He could dump it off to somebody. He keeps it, makes the right decision, and as he gets hit, trying to get down to the goal line, the ball pops free. We have a bad angle from up here. Far hash mark away from us, tackled away from us. Can't tell you if that was legitimately a fumble or not. The officials say it was. The ball squirted into the end zone, and Cass City's defense stands tall and is going to turn the ball over. USA had the ball for just four or three minutes and ten seconds, covered 55 yards on seven plays. Has four first downs of the night, one for two on third downs, conversions over one on fourth downs, but USA coughs it up at the one-yard line, pops into the end zone. Cassidy recovers, and they will start out at the 35-yard line. As we said, uh, the frustration back. is showing. As you can see, that uh, those coaches over there for USA, they they come out onto the field, didn't take long, and uh, they said that exact word you're not supposed to say that got them 15-yard penalty. USA's had the ball for 5 minutes, 21 seconds so far. Cassidy just a minute 51, but they lead Patriots 6 nothing through the first seven and a half minutes of this ball game. So it was a touchback to the 20-yard line plus a personal foul on sportsmanlike conduct for another 15 yards beyond that. So now they will start out at their own 35-yard line left right across the radio with a 6-0 lead. Absolutely right. And, uh, you know, as much as you don't like to turn the ball over in the red zone, uh, giving oppo opposing teams a free 15 yards just does not help the cause. It's a handoff to number 22, Landon Schott, and he goes absolutely nowhere at the original line of scrimmage at the 35-yard line. USA's front line will get credit for that one, including Noah Crum, defensive tackle for the USA Patriots. Second down and 10. Yeah, unless it fires up your defense, as they were all over in that backfield, coming up with uh, what I think was at least a yard loss, a pretty favorable spot there for Cass City, but that front four of the Patriots were fired up there as they were flying around the backfield making that tackle. What's impressive for the USA Patriot front inside of that defensive front, everyone's less than 180 pounds. Second down and 10, it's a handoff to Landon Schott. He gets out to the 40-yard line for a five-yard gain on first or second down and 10, makes it third down and five. Tackle made by number 70, Cameron Schlund for the USA Patriots. Third and five from the Cassidy's own 40-yard line. But they make up for it with speed, Clark. They get low, they get lower than you do. They don't get pushed around all that easily. Uh, they make it difficult for them, bigger offensive linemen, to push them around. And as you saw there, they got low enough where Landon Schott had to leap over the pile that they had created. He's able to get some yards, but... Not too much. Three yards, maybe. USA with five down linemen on defense as a handoff to number three, Jordan Mester. He drags his defender all the way to midfield. They say he's down to the 49-yard line. Tackle made by number 20, Brooks Little for USA. It converts on third down. Move the chains. First and 10 from Cassidy's 49. And that's a heck of a run, but uh, Jordan Mester, he can do that to a lot of people as he finds Brandon Little in open space and does no intention of going around him. He goes right through him and makes sure he gets the first down and a little more. Jordan Messer, three carries for 41 yards, leads Cassidy's rushing attack, who has 58 total yards tonight. 3.15 left in the first, 6-0 Cassidy leads, hands off to Jordan Messer again, and USA's front line stops him in his tracks. Leading the way was number 70, Cameron Schlund, once again defensive end. Second down and 10 from Cassidy's 49. An impressive play there by the sophomore, 6'2", 200, and gets right in the backfield and knocks down Jordan Messer before he even gets started. Call comes in from Scott Cuthrell, 19 years at the helm for the Cassidy program. Coming off of a semifinal appearance a year ago. Under center, quarterback keeper. Around the right end, 
Riley Swiderski has a lead blocker, and he's going trickling down that sideline at the 40-yard line, runs out of bounds for an 11-yard gain, has the first down by a yard. And they're saying move the chains first and 10. And we have a timeout called by USA with 2.35 left in the first quarter. It's Cass City leading at USA 6-0 in week number 7. It's homecoming in Cass City. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Cassidy came out of a USA timeout on first and 10 from the USA 40-yard line. A bit of bad snap, and Riley Swiderski has to grab it in midair. He tries to get outside of those tackles, and nothing there. He's brought down at the original line of scrimmage by Sam Cook. Big man, 77, linebacker, 5'10", 210-pound senior for USA. Second down and 10. Yeah, that, that play did not start off well out of the timeout. Uh, not sure if the, bob, the snap was bobbled or if it was supposed to be a pass play, but everybody else was blocking. There was nobody to throw it to, so the quarterback did the right thing. Swiderski just hold it down and take what you can get and live to see another play. Handoff around the left end to Aiden Torres. Cuts back in midfield. He's finally ripped down by USA's Sam Beagle after the first down marker down to the 28-yard line, a 12-yard gain for Aiden Torres. Moves the chains for the Cassidy Redhawks once again at the 28 of USA, leading 6-0. Uh, he's gotten so good in open space. They just pitch it to him on a sweep to the far side of the field, and it's taken away, so he's got to cut back into the middle. He cuts again. He makes a Patriot defender completely fall on the ground as he goes right on by him to get a new set of downs for the Redhawks. Aiden Torres has carried the ball this season 84 times for 367 yards and five touchdowns. He has the one score tonight for City. First and 10, wing T to the right. It's a handoff to Landon Schott coming around the right end to the near sideline. He has a lead blocker. He's across the 20, cuts back in, and finally forced out of bounds at about the 18-yard line. Leading the way, Sam Cook for the USA defense, and it's enough to move the chains. Looks like it's about a 10-yard gain. Move the chains for City once again. Well, no word yet. The officials now look at it. There's the signal. First down. A heck of a run. And you see who's again out in front of him? Just completely eliminating people from the play. Connor Herford sending a Patriot defender completely out of the play to help make sure Shaq can get a first down. So they mark the ball at the 17-yard line. First and 10 inside the red zone. This is the fourth first down in this drive alone for Kansas City. Sixth this evening. Minutes when he left in the first quarter, clock stopped as he ran out of bounds. T formation, Riley Swiderski hands it off to Jordan Messer, goes right up the gut, gets out to the 15-yard line, nothing more than that, about a gain of two. Stop made by Braylon Ballard, linebacker for USA. Gain of two, second down and eight. Right up the middle, but not a lot to go as Ballard's able to stop Mester right at right there at the, shortly after the Ryan of scrimmage. Again, another dive right up the middle. Doesn't work. Ballard's able to sniff it out and stop it for just a short game. Less than a minute to play here in the first quarter. 6-0. Cassidy knocking on the door once again. They're at the USA 15-yard line. More than likely, chances are the last play of this first quarter. Working off the right hash, left right across the radio, maroon jerseys, white pants. Riley Swiderski hands it off to Jordan Mester. Fights his way out for two yards. Stop made by Sam Cook for USA. Another hard-fought two yards, and now it is third down, seven to go, maybe even six. Yeah, a lot of fakes there. As you see the running back showing some kind of fake to the left. The quarterback fakes that the snap was high, but it's a, it's a quick snap and a handoff right up the middle, and USA not fooled makes a, a very good stop here down deep with their backs against the wall. And Scott Cuthrell still has Riley Swiderski on the sideline with 10 seconds left here in the first quarter. 
And looks like this will be the end of the first quarter with Cassidy leading by a lone touchdown, 6-0 over the USA Patriots on homecoming night in Cassidy. You're listening to WLW Sports Network. We reach the end of the first quarter with a 6-0 ball game in favor of the Cassidy Redhawks. Right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. minutes on the board for the second quarter. Cassidy leads 6-0. They're at the USA 13-yard line. Third down and seven upcoming for the Cassidy Redhawks. Now marching right to left across your radio. Rain has held off so far. The radar is actually, in fact, clear. We might just have a pop-up shower here or there. But as of right now, no threat of those thunder clouds. And now we just jinx ourselves. As a handoff to number 22, Landon Shot tries to find a seam, and he's tackled forward very close to that first down marker. Looks like he might be short by a half a yard. Tackle made by USA's Brooks Little out of the secondary, a sophomore. A yard short, third down, in, or excuse me, fourth in one yard to go inside the 10. Looks like they're at about the seven-yard line. That was, a, that was a good play there by Cass City to cut that down. He didn't need the first down there. You wanted to make it as easy as possible on fourth down. Use every down to your advantage. And fourth down and one is always going to be in favor of a wing T offense. Cass City lining up to go for it. 11-22 remaining in the second quarter. It's 6-0. Cass City leading USA. USA, of course, fumbled at the one-yard line, giving the ball back to Cassidy, which set up this drive as a handoff to number three. Jordan Mester, he's down to the end zone. Touchdown, Cassidy. They convert on fourth down and find themselves in the end zone on a Jordan Mester seven-yard dive. It's now 12-0. Cassidy leading with a two-point conversion still upcoming. Cassidy strikes for the second time tonight. Yeah, just excellent execution there. Jordan Mester is your senior back, your lead back. They feed it to him in a situation where they need him, fourth down and one. Not only does he reward him with the first down, but he gets the other six he needs to punch it into the end zone, and Cass City goes up two scores. Going for two, trying to make this a 14-0 ball game. Two men backfield. Hand off to Jordan Mester, lowers the shoulder. He's in, untouched, and standing upright. It's 14-0. Cass City leading the USA Patriots in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. City caps off a 12-play, 65-yard drive that took 5 minutes and 39 seconds off the clock with a 7-yard Jordan Mester run. Jordan Mester also puts in the 2-point conversion on the run. Makes it 14-0. Cassidy leading the USC Patriots. As big man 51, Josh Steely ready to kick things off for Cass City. It's a squib kick, comes down to the 33-yard line, brought in by Brooks Little. And he pushes out to the 40-yard line for a 7-yard return. And tackled by number 7 as well, Cameron Gatschalk. 
for the Cassidy Redhawks. First and 10, decent field position here for the USA Patriots, but they trail by two scores, 14-0, 11-04 before the half is over. Uh, as a wing T team, you do not want to be down two scores early in the game, so this just drive is almost a must for them. They, they have to put something together here to at least give that defense a break, get a couple first downs, and try to snag a little of that momentum on their side. First and 10, splitting the receiver each way, splitting the hash marks as well, I formation behind Landon Russell. Hands off to Braylon Ballard, finds that right gap, gets out for about four yards, out to the 44-yard line, tackle made by Connor Herford, defensive end for the Red Hawks. A gain of four, second down and six, 10.55 left in the half. Yeah, the old-school eye formation, right? Wide like receiver it. each direction, a running back and a fullback and a straight eye back there. And they hand it off to Ballard and let him follow that, that uh, fullback blocker right off the guard and plows ahead and gets four yards. Very effective, gets the job done, second down and six. From the 44 in their own territory, left to right across the radio, Landon Russell surveys the prairie. Back to the T formation, three men backfield. Hand off to Braylon Ballard again, drags his defender across the 45, out to the 47 for a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Cooper Mallory, linebacker for the Red Hawks. Third down and man as well, about third and three. Back to the wing T this time, and they again, the ball is snapped, and that quarterback turns back to his left. The first guy that hits that hole is the fullback, Braylon Ballard in this case. They hand it off to him as quickly as they can, and he's able to dive ahead and get that three yards that you want in that wing T offense. USA trying to convert on third down here. They're one for two on third downs tonight. T formation, three yards to get, and it's a handoff to number 44. Carson Holland, he's met in the backfield, but somehow surges forward for two, two and a half yards, just shy midfield, which is where the first down marker is. Tackle made by Landon Shot, linebacker for Cass City. A fourth in less than a yard to go, fourth in about 18 inches. Nice run there by Holland. He was he was stuffed in the backfield. He had a couple different efforts there to try to escape those arm tackles, and he knows he's going down, so he absolutely he dives ahead. And in a play where he should have had no gain, he gets two and allows this offense now to try for it near midfield on a fourth and one scenario. A play that maybe no gain, maybe even a loss of a yard there. Gets out for two and a half, maybe slightly less than three. Working off that left hash, going on it, going for it on fourth and less than a yard to go. Landon Russell under center. 18 inches to gain here. Hand off to number three. He has it. Noah Crumb surging forward and still dragging his defender across the 40 and finally down to the 35-yard line. They needed 18 inches, and they got 15 yards instead. Move the chains for USA into Cassidy territory with nine minutes left in the first half. 14-0, Cassidy leading USA in offense. I love the play call there because I was absolutely convinced Braylon Ballard was going to get that Same carry, here. and so was everybody else apparently, and it worked well as Crumb gets through between those tackles, and once he did, all those linebackers are shaded over to 32 side, and he's able to hit them for a big gain. T formation. Pitch out to Braylon Ballard with a lead blocker to the right. He cuts back in across the 30, still on his feet, and spins his way across the 25 and finally brought down to the 24-yard line. A nice run for Braylon Ballard. 10 yards, maybe 11 yards. Tackle made by Justin McAlpin for the Cassidy Red Hawks. Move the chains, first and 10 from the 24. Nice play there as he's able to use that sweep, utilize, get some blockers. That pulling guard gets out in front. They're able to get a body on Connor Herford, who's out there in space. And it didn't take long as he makes that cut and cuts away from Connor Herford up the field. No rotating linebackers, and he's able to plow forward for another first down. T formation at the 24 of Cass City. Landon Russell under center. And a little miscommunication there in the backfield, and Landon Russell is going to be, gets the handoff, looks like to Noah Crum, but Noah Crum is going to be stopped for progress at the 26-yard line. Justin McAlpin will get credit for the tackle. 
A loss of two on the play, second down and 11. Yeah, that's uh, absolute miscommunication. And the quarterback and running back run into each other. It's never a good scenario. So I'm not sure if, uh, if, if Crum was going the wrong direction or if the quarterback turned the wrong way. But nonetheless, they run into each other, and that's going to cost them a whole yard on that one, second down and long. 740 and counting in the second quarter. Cassidy leading 14-0. USA at the Cassidy 26-yard line facing his second and 11. Working out the right hash. Landon Russell rolling to his left. He's going to keep it for himself. He has positive yards to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. Cuts back in midfield. He's still on his feet at the 5. Is he in the end zone? Touchdown, USA! Landon Russell from 26 yards out. Scrambles into the end zone for USA's first score of the evening. It is now USA on the board with six, Cassidy with 14, with 7.21 left in the second quarter. It's an eight-point ball game with a two-point conversion upcoming for USA. A heck of a play there. They, they sell the run to the right. Russell rolls out to his left, and he's looking downfield, but those, those ends on the right that are supposed to rotate across the field with him uh, got caught up in the defense. There was nobody to throw it to, but it's a foot race between him and Riley Swiderski, and he beats him down the sideline and is able to punch it in for a much-needed score. Braylon Ballard gets the handoff. Is he in the end zone? No, it does not appear so, so the two-point conversion is no good. Stop made by Connor Herford. Who else? So the score remains Cassidy 14, USA 6. That's an eight-point ball game with 7.21 left in the first half right here on the WLW Sports Network. left in the second quarter. Both teams on the board for the first time. It's Cass City 14. USA 6 and 8 point ball game. 721 before the half is over. Kicking off for the USA Patriots. Adam Moss number 85 a senior. Booming kick comes in at the 8 yard line. Number 10 Lance Wodurski brings it in. He has room to run. He's across the 20 is choked up and brought down to the 22 yard line. A 12 yard return for Lance Wodurski. Tackle made by Braden Kemp for the USA Patriots. First and 10 for the Cass City Red Hawks. A long field in front of him. 78 yards in front of him with 7.14 before the half is over. Oh, it's just what the doctor ordered for USA is they get that touchdown back. They make it a one-score game and then a big boot, kick it deep back into Cass City territory. A short return will now set up a long field ahead for the for uh, the Red Hawks with 7.14 to go in the half. They're already up 8, 14 to 6, and a chance now to really run some clock out and put up another score here and take a two-score lead. And off to Aiden Torres, comes around the left end, and White Jersey swarmed to him after about a four-yard gain. Tackled made by number 70, Cameron Schlund, bringing down. There's three jerseys on top of Aiden Torres as well. A four-yard gain, second down and seven, second down and six, somewhere in there, 7-14 left in the second. And, and that time we were noticing those sweeps to the outside. The ends are doing a nice job of containing the sideline, but when they cut back to the middle, there's nobody there. And that time you see 70, you see Cameron Chun, you see 22, Braden Kemp in the area rotating over, making that hit and only allowing a two or maybe three yard gain at best. USA scoring drive, seven plays, three minutes and 48 seconds, 60 yards, camped off with a Landon Russell 26 yard keeper. Hand off to Jordan Mester, breaks through his first two tackles, gets across the first down marker, all the way down to the 34-yard line, finally stopped by Sam Cook for the USA defense. A gain of eight on the play, move the chains, first and ten for Kansas City. Right up the middle, and they, they're able to get between those small, undersized 
defensive tackles of USA, and then you got defensive backs hanging on for a ride. Jordan Mester dragging him to that first down marker. Will not be denied and gets just enough for a new set of downs for Cass City. First and 10 from their own 34-yard line. Six and a half left in the second quarter. They lead by eight points, 14 to six, Cass City and offense. Marching right to left across their radio. T formation, three men in the backfield. Swiderski hands off to Aiden Torres, and he's ripped down to the 38-yard line by number 70. Cameron Schlund for the USA defense after a four-yard game. Yeah, Landon Russell in the area as well, but Cameron Schlund able to rotate over, following all those fakes. Cassidy uses the third running back, jumps to the outside, but Cameron Schlund's able to haul him down after just a four-yard gain on first down. Second down, six from the 38-yard line. Then he gets to about the 44-and-a-half-yard line. Same formation working off the left hash. Right to left across your radio. Hand off to number 22 for Kansas City. That's Landon Shot coming around the right end. of flag flies and inside the trenches. And Landon Shot is finally brought down at the 48-yard line, 47-yard line by number 32, Braylon Ballard. And more than likely, though, this one is going to be coming back with a hold. The flag sits at the 40-yard line, and that will be... If it is indeed a hold, a 10-yard penalty, repeat the down from the spot of the foul. Uh, and you hate those penalties. Holding happens, but when that play is designed to go to the right and the offensive lineman on the left side is getting called for the hold, that's a tough penalty to negate a big gain. Face mask against USA, so no hold. And it's a five-yard walk-off from the five-yard penalty is not a personal foul so it's just five yards this marches Cassidy cross midfield in USA territory the 48-yard line yeah, it's probably a defensive tackle almost like an illegal hands to the face type penalty yeah. you'd see on Sundays but uh, that makes more sense when a play's going to the right there's no reason for the left tackle to hold anybody so uh, I, that's an interesting call there again helps the home team the USA USA gets that uh, another five yards tacked on to the end of the run, and now Cass City's drive. Well, this possession will start in USA territory. Aiden Torres gets the handoff on first and ten from the 48, and he's met immediately by Sam Cook, the senior linebacker for USA. They say he got out for a gain of a yard. That's that's generous. Second down and nine. Yeah, nice job there by the front four of USA, getting low, not allowing to be pushed around, and makes that stop right near the line of scrimmage. Jeez, Clark, they almost gave him two yards on that play. Well, I think I think that's the next stimulus bill out there, actually. Everyone gets a little something. <laughs> 14 to 6, Cassidy leading by eight points. And on offense, they send a receiver wide each way. Aiden Torres to the near sideline. To the far sideline, that'd be Lucas Shearhart. Two men backfield. Hand off to Jordan Mester. Lowers that shoulder. Blaster his first defender and is tripped up across the 40 at the 38-yard line. A big run from Jordan Mester out for 10 yards out to the 37-yard line. Move the chains once again for Cass City. Welcome to the Varsity League. Braden Kemp uh, gets absolutely run over by Jordan Mester. Was in the right position, tried to take him low, but Jordan Mester saw it come and pushes him right to the ground and goes right past him for another first down for Cass City. Braden Kemp, a freshman, Jordan Mester, a senior. Sending Aiden Torres wide to the right, this time wide left, Lucas Shearhart. Two men backfield. Under center is Swiderski, handoff to Jordan Mester once again, and he's going to be wrapped up at the 35-yard line for a two-yard gain by Braylon Ballard, linebacker for USA. Second down and eight, clock under four minutes now, 14-6, Cassidy leading by eight points. Oh, this drive is going just the way Coach Cathrell and that coaching company wants. You just see that clock 
just melting away to nothing and their offense just methodically moving down the field now into USA territory at the 35 yard line and their offensive line winning these battles, the running backs making people miss with a chance to now go up two scores before the half is over. Kansas City with nine first downs on the evening. They've only had two third downs. They've converted on one of them. Riley Swiderski hands off to Aiden Torres, has a lead blocker, and he gets out to the 30-yard line before he's chopped down after a five-yard gain. Stop made by Braden Kemp for USA. Third down and manageable third down and three. Nice tackle there by Kemp as he's able to chop down the running back. But those sweeps have really worked well. You see Cassidy work inside out really well tonight. USA not sure which one's coming next. And third down and three, this is probably about the right time to go back up the middle. Cassidy with 154 yards on 25 carries tonight. Herford in the backfield as they hand off to Aiden Torres, and he's going to be tripped up. Looks like he has the first down by about a yard. They needed three. He got four. Stop made by Braylon Ballard at the 26-yard line. Move the chains. Conversion on third down. First and 10 for Cassidy at the edge of the red zone. Yeah, you move Connor Herford into the backfield, and that pretty much solidifies what I was figuring. They're going right up the middle, right behind 70, and Aiden Torres is able to follow him through the hole and get four yards for a first down. 2.34 and counting here in the second quarter. Cassidy leading by eight points, trying to tack on their third score of the evening. Swiderski hands off to Jordan Mester right up the gut in two white jerseys, leading the way Cameron Schlund and Sam Cook, bringing him down for a three-yard gain. Maybe a two-yard gain and it's out to the 24-yard line. Second down and eight upcoming for Cass City. Continuing to take fi uh, over five minutes off the clock of this drive alone. Cass City now with over 12 minutes of play tonight through not even about one and a half quarters. Oh, that's this drive again. It's just this is exactly what they wanted. They were going to limit USA's possessions in this quarter. Two minutes to go in the half. They still got timeouts if they need it. Back to pass. Riley Swiderski throws downfield, and this one's into the hands, but it is incomplete at the 10-yard line. Pass intended for Lance Swiderski, broken up by Brooks Little on USA's secondary. Nice good defense from Brooks Little, the sophomore. Incompletes third down and eight. The throw came out late. I think Lance Swiderski had a chance to make a play there, but there was a bit of a hesitation. Once the ball thrown, Little was able to get in there and get his hand in the way, disrupt the pass. A little bit of contact, but nothing severe enough to call. Great defense that's going to cause that ball to fall incomplete. A little substitution issues going on here for Kansas City as they tried to sub out uh, Justin McAlpin, your right guard. Don't think that was intended. Third down and eight from the 24-yard line for Kansas City. Hand off to Jordan Mestre. He slips in the backfield, and the white jerseys take advantage of that forward progress is stopped at the 23-yard line for just a gain of a yard. Leading the way, Cameron Schlund, defensive end for USA. That would be Cameron Schlund's seventh tackle this evening. We have a timeout called by Cass City with a minute 43 left in the second quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Minute 43 left in the second quarter, and it's Cassidy leading by eight points, 14 to six over the USA Patriots in week number seven of the regular season. Homecoming night here in Cassidy, and the Cassidy faithful have had plenty to cheer about. Two scores so far. Right now they're facing a fourth and seven from USA's 23-yard line. Cassidy's first time out of the night. Absolutely, they, uh, they're setting up a play here with minute 43. They've already done their job. They have a, a one-score lead and a two-point conversion. 
They've run a ton of time off the clock, not allowing USA to probably score before the half is over. But fourth down and seven. We'll see if they can throw the ball for a completion. Back to pass, throwing downfield, lets her rip down to the goal line. And this one is incomplete. Pass was intended for Lance Federsky into double coverage there. Go coverage by number five, Landon Russell, as well as number 22, Braden Kemp out of the secondary. So USA holds strong and it forces a turnover on downs for the Cassidy Redhawks and it still remains a 14-6 ball game. USA back in offense for the final 95 seconds. Yeah, that, that play had one option and one option only and it was Swiderski down the field. There was double coverage. USA had a plan to make sure that his favorite receiver had two guys on him. There was no other option. Swiderski didn't even look another direction, if even if there was. And he actually puts a good ball. Swiderski gets the separation, and in outstretched arms, he's able to get that ball through his fingertips, just a hair overthrown, unable to haul it in, and the USA defense makes a stand. The pitch out to number 44, Carson Holland, with a lead blocker, gets out for about three, maybe actually a five or six yards when all is said and done as he gets tackled forward and flung forward all the way out to the 30-yard line by Aiden Torres. That is a gain of seven on the play, second down and three, minute 18 remaining in county. Now that's, a, that's a really powerful, nice run there by Carson Holland, but when you're that close to the sideline in this scenario, I'd like to see you pop it out of bounds and stop the clock. Back to pass, throwing downfield, and it is into the hands. It's caught by Carson Holland. Nice pass from Landon Russell out to Carson Holland, out to the 46-yard line, tackle made by Aiden Torres. Move the chains, stops the clock momentarily to move those chains from the 46-yard line of USA's own territory. Heck of a throw there by Landon Russell as he's, he's rolling to his right, doesn't actually set his feet, just flicks the arm down the field, and it's perfect right on the numbers as they're able to make that completion for a big gain as the ball now just shy of midfield for USA. Flag, flag on the play. Flag though. on the play, but they waved it off. So there was okay. no flag and don't even look at it. So 104, the clock starts back up. USA still in the huddle. First and 10 from their own 46-yard line. They run up to the line of scrimmage as fast as possible in the T formation. Landon Russell under center. Hands off to Carson Holland. Has, uh, goes through the left gap across midfield and finally brought down to the 49-yard line. We have a timeout called by USA with 48 seconds left. 14 to 16, 14 to 6. Cassidy by 8. Dave Hansen, Josh Hahn would love nothing more than to get a quick score here, potentially even tie up the ball game going into halftime. Well, if I'm keeping track, I think they only have one timeout left, yes, which do. is going to make this difficult. So I think at this point they're going to scrap the running game and see if Landon Russell can, can hit another big throw. He, he made a great throw on the play before, and I think he's going to dial up a couple pass plays here in this timeout. No matter what, these are the next two plays we're running. We'll figure it out on fourth down if we have to. But uh, down a score on the road, if you turn it over here, chances are Cass City doesn't get a chance to return it for a score. So I think you're going to allow a little bit of uh, extra room here for Landon Russell to work. Trust that he can make a good throw down the field, and his receiver's going to go up and make a play. Cassidy's last drive, 13 plays, covering 50 yards, and took 5 minutes and 46 seconds off the clock. Resulted in no points, though, on a turnover of downs. Right, but at least they drove the ball far enough back. They burned so much clock that now oh. with... With 50 yards to go to pay dirt, there's only 48 seconds left for a team that wants to run the football. This is an uncomfortable situation for them. But you got to believe they're going to attempt to pass the ball and utilize the sideline in their favor. Well, they're going to have to pass the ball out of the wing tee. they got a three-man backfield. Seven men in the front line. Landon Russell rolling to his left, looking to pass, throwing downfield. has maroon jerseys chasing him down. And this one's going to be intercepted at the 38-yard line. And Cass City's back on offense, and it gets all the way across midfield. 
Number 22, Landon Shot brings in the errant pass from Landon Russell. And the turnover gives the ball back to Cass City. And tackle made by Brandon Braden Kemp. And Cass City negates any possible points from USA. Swings momentum back to their own sideline with 36 seconds left in this first half. And that's the risk you take. But if you ran the ball, you're probably not getting that big play that gets you in the end zone. So you got to throw it. But that time, ball was underthrown. You see Landon Russell do that bootleg to the far side of the field. He's got to throw across his body. And he's got ends from the right side scattered out coming right to left across the, the screen there. And when he throws it, he throws it right in between his two receivers. He had an underneath receiver that could have got him six or seven. He had a deep receiver that was open for about 15 yards, and he threw it right in the middle, and that's where 22 takes the ball away. Aiden Torres coming to the near sideline on the carry. He's across the 40 and finally brought down at the 37-yard line, stopped by Noah Crubb. It's enough to move the chains, an 11-yard gain. Timeout called by Cass City with 26 seconds left in this first half. So they also have one timeout remaining. So both teams using two timeouts. Cass City trying to put another third score on this first half. And they would certainly swing momentum and really start to take the win out of the sails of the USA Patriots. Well, in a game where... Cass City's been the better team so far, but USA showed that they can score when they need to. The defense is starting to come around. If Cass City's able to find a way to score here, this could be devastating for USA going into the half. They'll be facing a first and 10 from the USA 38-yard line. 26 and a half seconds left here in the second quarter. Cass City 14, USA 6 in week number 7 of the regular season. Both teams enter tonight with a 2-4 and four record. The latest projections still show that both of them in the playoffs, but really this game is going to decide who gets in, who gets to watch the playoffs from home. No question about it, but like I said, they, both of these teams have played a good schedule. Yes, and you get rewarded yes. for that. The Greater Thumb West with Badax and Reese and Lakers, all these teams get to play. They are some good teams. Harbor Beach is going to be a team with a winning record, I believe, with season's over. Cassidy just beat them. So they they have some good wins and some good losses in the books, which I think will uh, turn the eye of the of the playoff choosing teams. Cassidy coming out in the spread. Two wide to the right, one to the left, rolling to his right, throwing downfield to pass. It is brought in by Lance Swiderski. The rifle from Riley Swiderski is brought in by Swiderski. The other Swiderski down to the 20-yard line. Move the chains. First and 10, knocking on the door with just 20 seconds left here in the first half. Brooks Little is in pretty good coverage. He's got the deep coverage, but he doesn't he doesn't make a move on the football. He allows it to be caught before he wraps up the tackler. I thought he had a situation where he could have maybe made a play and swatted that ball down, but instead he, it's almost like, go ahead and catch it. I'll, I'll tackle you after. And uh, turns into a big gain. Cass City now creeping up near the red zone. Has an 18-yard reception for Swiderski from Swiderski. And with 18 seconds left here, they have the ball at the 20-yard line. Spike the ball there to now make second down and 10. So Cass City now taking their time in the huddle. Gets the word from Scott Cuthrell back into the huddle. Will be their quarterback, Riley Swiderski, the sophomore, or the junior. If you're USA on defense here, you have to have two an extra guy on the side of the field where the other Swiderski is, because that's the guy he's really looking at. Throwing downfield, and Swiderski is inter intercepted as he was hit throwing that pass, brought in by Braylon Ballard, and he is brought down with seven seconds left at the 17-yard line, tackle made by Lance Swiderski. So back-to-back -back interceptions from both teams. Gives the ball back to USA with one shot downfield as they trail by eight points, 14-6. to six. 
Yeah, no doubt about it, but hit as he threw there, so the ball just kind of fluttered to the middle of the field, and that's where Braylon Ballard was sitting and was able to make that easy interception, almost a gift for him, the easiest one he'll probably ever get in his career. And he turns it upfield, but is tackled before he could go too far. But the USA defense holds near the red zone to make sure this stays a one-score game. So USA at their own 17-yard line, left right across the radio. They send a two wide to the left, and a receiver or a running back on either side of the quarterback in the shotgun. Rolling to his left, Landon Russell, gonna keep it for himself, and his time is expiring here, and he's gonna keep it in, and he's forced out of bounds of the 35-yard line as time expires. A nice run, but that will be the end of the first half with a eight-point ball game. Cass City 14, USA 6, after 24 minutes of play right here on the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll have your halftime action as well as all the homecoming action here from Gas City, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. It is halftime here in Cass City. It's homecoming. We'll listen in to the Cass City Marching Band on the field with their halftime show, and then we'll listen in to the court and all the festivities. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. <laughs> Thank you. 
The Red Hawk Marching Band is under the direction of Mrs. Laura Curtis and assisted by Myth Mrs. Beth Kittle. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 Red Hawk Marching Band. At this time, I'm going to turn over the mic to one of Cassidy's greatest, John Dryoski. Thank you, Coach Gray. Uh, I'm honored to uh, announce the homecoming events, being the Grand Marshal of the Parade this year. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the Cass City Junior Senior High Homecoming. This year's homecoming theme is holidays. We asked each class to choose a holiday and decorate a float based on their holiday. Thank you for clearing the track. The floats are coming through. I don't know if they got room around the benches, but the first float you will see is the freshman class. Their holiday was St. Patrick's Day, featuring the slogan, It's the end of the rainbow, Patriots. The Red Hawks are taking the gold. The sophomore class chose Halloween, featuring the slogan, Let's put the Patriots six feet under. The junior class chose New Year's, featuring the slogan, ringing in a victory. And finally, the senior class chose Valentine's Day, featuring the slogan, the Red Hawks are gonna break USA's heart. And the results of the voting for the floats in fourth place this year, the freshman class. Third place, the junior class. Second place to the sophomores. And the winner of this year's 2021 homecoming float competition is the senior class. Congratulations. Great job, students and sponsors. You all did a wonderful job. Congratulations on building spectacular floats. And now, if we can turn our attention towards the center of the field. Cass City Junior Senior High School has the privilege of hosting three foreign exchange students this year. First, we'd like to welcome Adai Bobikova from Kyrgyzstan. Her host parent is Geraldine Herp. In her spare time, she enjoys coding and photography. Something that surprises her are the empty sidewalks here 
eating while standing, and iced tea. Adai's plans to attend a university. Next, we have Martina Monti from Italy. Martina's host parents are Paul and Darcy Guello. In her spare time, Martina enjoys athletics and going to the beach. Something that has surprised Martina is how very different school is compared to that of Italy. In her future, Martina is planning on going back to school in Italy. Next is Kamran Beck Hekimov from Tajikistan, better known as Kevin. Kevin's host parent is Gail Smith. In his spare time, Kevin enjoys playing soccer, basketball, and IT, as well as volunteering. Kevin has been quite surprised with how quickly the weather changes here and how very different the food is. In his future, Kevin is planning on attending college. And now, let me introduce to you our 2021 Homecoming Court members. First, let's establish that all of these court members enjoy hanging out with their friends. Lady Caitlin Rockwell and Lord Billy Steely. Caitlin is the daughter of Mark and Stephanie Rockwell. In her free time, Caitlin enjoys playing volleyball, softball, and watching Netflix. In the future, she would like to attend college to pursue a degree in healthcare. Billy is the son of Steve and Stacy Steele. He spends his free time hunting and fishing. His future plans are to go to a trade school to become a diesel mechanic. Duchess Paula Learman and Duke Landon Schott. Paula is the daughter of Paul and Myra Learman. In her free time, she enjoys camping, going to the lake, running, going for golf cart rides with her family, and taking care of her animals. Her future plans are undecided, but she is thinking about becoming an ultrasound technician. Landon is the son of Ben and Tanya Schott. In his free time, he enjoys lifting, playing football, watching the weather, and storm chasing. His future plans are to go to CMU to become a meteorologist. Princess Sailor Cathrell and Prince Michael Fernald. Sailor is the daughter of Scott and Amy Cathrell. Sailor enjoys spending time with family on Drummond Island, playing sports, Friday night lights, and poker nights with friends. Sailor's future plans are to attend Grand Valley State University. Michael is the son of Aaron and Kate Fernald. He enjoys playing basketball. He also finds poker nights with friends as the best free time activity. Michael's future plans are yet to be decided. Queen candidate, Lacey Anthony, and King candidate, Connor Herford. 
Lacey is the daughter of Chris Anthony and Nicole Anthony. Lacey finds excitement in her free time by traveling and trail riding with family. Her after high school plans consist of going to Baker College to study vet science. Connor is the son of Ryan Herford and Angela Wisierski. Connor enjoys playing video games, lifting weights, and playing sports. His future aspirations are to attend CMU and pursue physical therapy. Queen candidate Abby Essex and King candidate Alex Hopper. Abby is the daughter of Michelle Essex and stepfather Adrian Pollard. In her free time, she enjoys watching sunsets, traveling, and singing with her brother. Her future plans include attending either CMU or MSU for a master's in accounting. Alex is the son of Kara Festian. He enjoys golfing, playing cards, and volunteering in the community. His future hopes are to major in biology in a pre-med program at Northern Michigan University or Grand Valley State University. Queen candidate, Olivia Graff, and King candidate, Jordan Mester. Olivia is the daughter of Chris and Barbara Graff. Olivia spends her free time watching Grey's Anatomy, hanging out with her boyfriend, and playing Hey Day. Her future plans are to attend Saginaw Valley State University to earn a degree in finance. Jordan is the son of Jason Mester and Amanda Mester. He spends his leisure time hunting, working, and playing football. His future plans are to enter the workforce as a finisher for the union. Queen candidate, Kaylee Gray, and King candidate, Lance Swiderski. Kaylee is the daughter of Andy and Kim Gray. Kaylee enjoys online shopping, watching Christmas movies with her sister, and playing volleyball. Kaylee's future plans are to attend Alma and get a degree in pre-occupational therapy. Lance is the son of Jeff Swiderski and Liz Phillips. He enjoys fishing, video games, and football. His plans for the future are to attend college and study logistics. Queen candidate, Abby Halabas, and King candidate, Hugh Walker. Abby is the daughter of Mark and Melissa Halabas. Abby enjoys camping with family, doing algebra, and playing sports. She hopes to attend CMU or U of M to earn a degree in speech, language, pathology, or business. Hugh is the son of Ryan and Rebecca Walker. Hugh enjoys kayaking, cutting wood, and hunting. His future plans are to continue working for Captain's Tree Service. Returning 2021 King and Queen are Alex Perry and Maddie Kumper. They are escorted by Evelyn Gruber and Lucas Brown. 
And now, drum roll please. The moment we've all been waiting for. The Cass City Junior Senior High School 2021 Homecoming King is Connor Herford. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce your 2021 Homecoming Queen, Kaylee Joy Gray! Thank you to the guest announcer and father of the Queen, so congratulations to congratulations Kaylee Gray and Connor Herford, the king and queen of the Cass City Homecoming 2021. Kaylee Gray, of course, is the daughter of Andy Gray, the and Andy and Kim Gray, the PA announcer here in Cass City, one of the most entertaining announcers in the area. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll be returning one minute with your halftime stats and other area scores right here on the WLW Sports Network. At the half, it's Cassidy leading by eight points, 14 to six. 